What's up, winos? Welcome Yo. to another episode of Cheap Wine Finder. I'm Quake. This is Dave, and we got another podcast coming at you. Um, what do we have this time? We got a luscious, beautiful red wine today. It's Beaujolais. Ooh la la. Isn't that fun to say? Or do you say Beaujolais? Well, if your name is Beau, you go Beau. If your name is Boo, if you're someone's Boo, then it's something else. If you want to French it up. Yeah. It's Beaujolais. And it's from Georges de Bouff, who is like the huge Beaujolais guy in France. He's uh, one of the most popular and still one of the, the, the best-selling wine guys in France. And he's one of the guys who popularized uh, Beaujolais to the United States. Yeah, they do. They call him the King of Beaujolais and the Pope of Beaujolais. So, okay, you call it Beaujolais this time, and I'll call it Beaujolais, so we get it both covered. That's cool. All right. And this dude's uh, like 85 now or something, and yeah, he yeah. is still kicking and still the head of that place. Born in the 30s, and when he was uh, 18, he was working the fields and delivered wine to restaurants on his bicycle. That mirrors your story almost exactly. Uh, yeah, I did that as well. And and this is a just a regular Beaujolais. There's certain rankings of Beaujolais, or just uh, Beaujolais means it comes from anywhere in the region, anywhere in the boundary. Then there's Beaujolais villages, and there are how many villages? Ah, uh, thirty-eight. And the hills around the vineyards around those villages. That's those are the ones that are okay for. They can take the grapes for the villages, and then they have. Uh, village designated wines where one individual village will have its name on the wine and then there's crew uh, the high end stuff but I, I quite honestly I've never seen a bottle of it or never tasted it and one of the cool things about the Beaujolais region is that this is a $7.99 wine at least that's what we paid for it um, pretty much the whole region is under 25 bucks. I mean you can sample everything and not pay a lot of money there's very few regions of wine out there that is affordable and Beaujolais is one of them and they do the Gamay grape. Yeah, 100% Gamay. How much was this one, brother? It was 7.99. 7.99. These things are cheap and meant to be drunk immediately and you've seen this stuff everywhere. George DeBuff, it's got the pretty flowers on the label and uh this particular bottle got 90 points by James Suckling. Here's the thing about French Suckling. wine. A um, a good producer of French wine makes great high-end wine. He makes great medium wine. He grapes, makes great inexpensive wine. So if you got to, I mean, knowing who the great producers are is not always easy. Um, you know, if you're like in your own town, you might know who the best brew pub is because you can go and visit them. People in France know. We don't here. But don't discount just the regular Beaujolais wines. Um, a good producer will make a really good wine. So you say in the villages, see, I'm going to French everything up now, is uh, kind of like if you were in Bordeaux, would it be like the domains? No, just... Or the crews? Well, yeah, they're not that fancy. This is actually... Um, it's like a designation, right? Yeah, they designate certain villages are, have have a better cachet, as it were, uh, since we're being drinking French. Cool. And... Um, and you know, other villages, like, no one cares about. They're just, like, poor little villages. And 
But the certain <laughs> ones are 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 high tone, and they like you know they're they're maybe mean to the other people. But I'm not sure about that part of it. They're the money villages. Yeah. And if you get, you know, and as it goes up, a single village, and if you, there's people who, like, love different villages and the wines that come from these, this village, but if you're just starting out, drink them all and make your own decisions on that. Go check it out. Next time you're in Champagne, just drive south. And say hello to U of I, because uh, that's where they're at, Champagne. Nice. Oh, and what else is there? Oh, uh, Beaujolais is the, on the very southern tip of Burgundy, the home of Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. And on the north side is Champagne. And up north is uh, they're so far north that the grapes don't always the Chardonnay and the Pinot get ripe. So when you don't have ripe grapes, you make sparkling wine because it's easier to bring a sparkling wine up to the the uh, sweetness thing, the brute or whatever, than it is to get too sweet and bring it back down because you can't go back, but you can always go up. I like it. And there we go. That's that's our Beaujolais uh, cheap wine. Um, get to know you thing. Oh, and this is straight up Beaujolais, but like on the third no uh, third Thursday in November, they always have that Beaujolais Nouveau Day, Ooh. and that's the stuff that gets picked and is in a bottle, and you're drinking it like within what is it? Uh, oh, dep- Thirty hours. Well, it depends <laughs> on what the harvest is. I mean, the, that the third Thursday is a is the date, and it doesn't matter when the harvest is. I mean, you could it could be fermented in the bottle for a week or it could be fermented in the bottle for a month it's going to be sold on the third thursday so it's going out it's a young wine it's in a, you never know what it is until the very last second and um that stuff can be a party. little a little like kool-aid but you know there's nothing wrong with that well no see when we get it it's kool-aid because uh when it's brand new like that first day when they have the party in france in Beaujolais. It's bright and it's great. The second day it goes downhill. The third day, I mean, it, it, it's at its peak the day it's released. And it, by the time we get it in the United States, it's like, I don't get what the whole thing is about. You know, it's like, it's Kool-Aid. I can, get, I can drink Welch's. What, why is there a party? Yeah. I never had a party drinking Welch's. Or Flavor-Aid like Jim Jones. Ooh, too soon. Um, but I think it's always cool. They always had, like in the city here, they'll have parties on that day. And it's just a Thursday in November, but let's go party and drink wine. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Because uh, you mentioned the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to harsh my mellow. Yeah. And and Gamay Grape is similar to Pinot Noir. That, that whole region is a Pinot Noir, Chardonnay region. And the Gamay will make you think of Pinot Noir, but it isn't exactly. And the color, what do you think about the color, senor? Well, let's see. It's a little transparent. It's getting dark in here. You know, it's dark at 4 o'clock now. Um, Wish I had a lamp. Yeah, it's a little, uh, you can see through it a little bit, but it's a lovely ruby color. I can't see my glass. No, here we go. Kind of a deep ruby, if you will. Garnet is what they like. Uh, they like like, like like to say in the business. I like it. Yeah, it is see through, uh, but barely see through. I mean, I can I can give myself the finger through it, but I wouldn't do that to myself. And you know, swirling it around in your glass, it's it's got a a lighter body. And now let's go in for a little bit of a um, ready for sniff. Um, my, my nose is uh, sweet. My nose is ready to go.
When I first smelled it, it smelled like a bowl of cherries, and now it's starting to get a little bit complicated. A little more earthy. Like, I get smoke. And, you know, no Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. What are you thinking? Do you got anything other than, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's savory. It's got the savory thing going on. It's smoky. It's got cherries. It's mm-hmm. maybe some... Dark cherry. Maybe a little bit of, like, um, uh, smoke from the grill going, too. That, which is a pretty cool thing to get from an $8 wine. Yeah. So I'm kind of liking it so far, and you know we've been drinking the cheap stuff under ten bucks lately, and I haven't had anything that really I would really categorize as not being semi awesome. Cool, ready for taste? Definitely. Here we go. Cheers. Wow. Yeah, not what you would expect for a sub ten dollar wine. No, it's got a little bit of a chewiness to it. It's got a little bit of um. Yeah, it's got a nice bit of structure. Like the, um, the Gamay grapes got really thin skin, and that's where the tannins come from. So you, you don't expect a lot of tannins. But I'm getting something on it, and it might have been a bit of uh, maybe it's barrel aged a little bit. You get tannins from wood too. But I'm getting a little a little chewiness, a little bite from something. The acidity is kind of nice. Definitely. There's your cherry again. And uh yeah, got a little spice in there. Yeah, a little spice, little 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 Yeah, uh, it's like um it's like almost like baking spice. And it's uh it's got some decent intensity. Intense cherry, cherry. It, it doesn't have depth. I mean, I'm it, it I mean it kind of hits you then it it um it it peaks and then kind of goes down but that's not bad if if what it <laughs> before it peaks it's pretty good when it is kind of pretty good yeah it is it's kind of a wham bam thank you george yeah thank you mr frenchman and okay you know it's this one is not hitting me like a um like a pinot uh maybe cuz some of them some of them are you know, it kind of reminds you of a Russian river or something. Well, Russian river Pinot Noir. This one's not really getting me on the Pinot Noir thing, but as a light red wine with some good structure and some decent cherry, black cherry, black pepper spice flavors going on. 12.5%. Not too crazy. Very French of them. Get some. You know, the, um, the Burgundy, 12.5% in Burgundy because it's a little cooler. Uh, even though this is the southernmost part, there's kind of the, like that's old school burgundy before everything warmed up a bit. It does have a nice mouth. The mid palate has ha, engage your palate, but it doesn't give you a lot of flavor, but it kind of like wakes you up a little bit. It's kind of nice. Engage. I'm liking this one. Uh, and this would uh, work with turkey. Uh, this would work with Christmas ham. This would work with. Um, with the acidity, it would work with most things. Uh, 
the cherry flavors would work with a lot of side dishes. Uh, the spice and the black pepper and everything, they're all gourmet kind of flavors. Definitely. This I don't see a problem with pasta no, I don't or see veal. You eat veal? Uh, I don't really eat veal. It doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me. Everybody says, you know, hey, uh, this will be good with veal. And I'm like, no, uh because I don't really eat veal. I mean, I don't know. I eat eels. But definitely turkey, man. You got it with the poultry and the it's Thanksgiving is coming up. I see no problem with some smoked turkey. This mm. would be good with ham, too. Like ham with like that uh, cranberries. This would actually go with cranberries. I think it might even have a touch of cranberry to it. Oh, nice. This yeah. is like a Thanksgiving wine. This is a holiday season wine that can go all summer because it's light bodied. This is like a happy Thanksgiving pilgrim wine. This is a watching the bears and lions at noon on Thanksgiving wine. And this is another one of those sub ten dollar wines that if bears. you went to a wine bar and they pour it in your glass and they charge you thirteen fifty for it, you wouldn't look, you'd just drink it and say, Oh, I like this. Yeah, definitely. So there we go. This is one of our longer ones, and thank you for listening. That's what she said. Keep it cheap. You got you got anything else you want to say? Nah, it's all good. Thanks for listening. And yeah, no. uh, cheapwinefinder.com. This must be our most informative ever. We like we're talking about all sorts of complicated stuff. What's your sign off thing? You always say keep it cheap. Well, nah, you did. I like it. Adios. <laughs>